0: Hello and welcome to In Conversation, a Dub Lab podcast where each week we will bring you interviews from the Dub Lab Radio Archives.
1: Hello folks, this is GB. I am here with Elizabeth Waldo, the great composer and musician, a big part of the California music history uh, that you may or may not be familiar with. Uh, Thank you for agreeing to this conversation, Ms. Waldo.
0: Well, thank you for being here, and I'm so pleased to share my various approaches to classic ethnic music you can describe it as that way. I think
1: for the majority of our listeners here on Dub Lab who might be familiar with your music, it is probably in the context of some of the records that you put out many years ago. Um uh the the ones that come to my mind would be Realm of the Incas. Yes. And another that comes to mind would be uh Rite of the Pagan. Yes. Um and I know there are a few other recordings. Um, We'd love it if you could give us a a brief history of your musical background.
0: Well, yes, I was thrilled to have those two records produced by GNP Crescendo Records because it was very unique for them to do something other that was strictly a pop generation already. And I was a little far out from them, but they took the chance, and those two records are still marketable all here Japan and England that I know of as a performer and with an ongoing ensemble always had for my educational shows which I loved doing very much because all age groups including universities were not familiar with what I was attempting to do to show the music of the new world that they hadn't heard about or historically thought about. That is always in the Western European tradition of, like the symphony world and the Curtis Institute, where I was a scholarship student. That was all Western European. And then in the youth orchestras with the great Stokowski and others, I discovered Latin America. And that became my, my destination to create what I'm up to today.
1: So it was through your work with the National Youth Orchestra yes. that got you over to Latin America, is that Yes, correct?
0: yes we did.
1: Yes, I was reading on your website a little bit about some of what you were involved with
0: at that time. Oh yes, well when I decided to go on my own and be a featured violinist, I started in Panama and... My classic a production with William Grant Still, the famous Afro-American. I was not into composition of my own at that time, so I said, let's do something together for string quartet and string and symphony. And it's played all the world. It's called "Dances de Panamá. So then after that, I kept going back on my own and uh, doing it all through Mexico, Latin America, everywhere. (laughs) And so that's just part of it, of course. (laughs) Sure,
1: sure. I also read on your website that it's some encouragement in the direction of combining the pre-Columbian pre-Hispanic instruments with the Western music you're already well familiar with and performing. Some of that, um, my encouragement might have come from Diego Rivera. Can you talk? Oh a little yes, bit about
0: that? Uh, yes, because the art and music are so a combination. But uh, when I performed, played for him in his beautiful studio in Mexico City, I played Bach for him. You see. And he said, that's okay, but I want to take you to the marketplace tomorrow morning. And uh, so I was thrilled. He was you know, six feet tall with a big sombrero. <gasps> there goes Don Diego. But he said, well, what about this music? And what? these are the people, you see, look at these instruments, how they're created. And so he uh, gave me that inspiration to start with it. And then I have enlarged upon that over the years.
1: There aren't too many other musicians from when you first started putting out music, at least from what I'm aware of. There really aren't too many who were combining the music of uh, the pre-Columbian cultures with uh, modern music, Western music. Um, I can think of maybe a couple, but what comes to mind for me would be the composers who were more associated with what is known as exotica music. Um, I think uh, for example, Martin Denny and Les Baxter, um, I, I think your music is, is quite different from
0: their yes. music. See, they wanted to be me to be like them because they were big sailors, but I said no. To me, it's not authentic. It's very pop-oriented and it is, uh, you know, like I don't like synthesized flutes because I'm so used to the real concert flute or these Aztec flutes of over a thousand years, to me, they have such a beauty that I I feel that's the best.
1: Sure. And, uh, you know, the difference as well for me is that when I hear you know guys like say martin denny um it it was very much uh
0: background music in a way but he did start something good and that was to make people like his records hawaiian themes, and everything at least he got people aware that music is coming out of these wonderful areas and it is not known or accepted yet he did that and i i admired him a lot for that reason
1: Are there other uh, composers or musicians uh, prior to, I
0: guess, the Exotica wave that you were inspired by? Well, let me think. Uh, There are such composers as Revueltas, you see, but he did it in a symphonic sense, and that's more what I'm in tune with. And I've worked with Ginastera in Argentina, and he said, I think you're doing great to try and get this into the symphony world because not many of... uh, First place, you have to love the culture in order to do it, and then you have to be interested to make research and and explore and and see what the... curiosity brings to you sure, sure.
1: how long has uh, this center here where we are today how long has it been open
0: well, it um, my late husband named Northridge, and uh, so I started here as a young bride in this area, but I tried to carry uh, and make it into a cultural center because the history is so wonderful here, and it combines many cultures, you see. The uh, Hispanic, the Antiques, of the Antiguidad, and Afro, and I'm very strong. Into Chinese, and um, I've performed there five times. Been in five areas, and that's will be my next recording. Will be it will be about the Chinese in the Gold Rush period. You see, that that is a wonderful area in California. Uh-huh. Ray,
1: I, I really love the uh, integration of the historical aspects of the music that you're you're referencing or touching uh-huh. on in in your work.
0: Um, Yes, so this rancho area was, when I moved here, it was very, in the boonies, you know, and the guys were coming to trim the walnut trees and the orange and the lemon trees, and I try to keep that uh, here, too, with it, but I do want it open, and uh, I did spent years on the educational circus. Okay introducing this to all age groups and and UCLA came three years here to this rancho because I said nobody knows the background, how do we get it into the music, a part of our our, our itineraries. or our? So that's, and I like to do lecture demos and I present it. I've had people from all over the world coming here. We have our own little teatro and you must come soon. And it's a, a salon combination with Uh, Are recording and all of that.
1: Are are you still actively composing these days?
0: Oh yes, Uh, all the shows that I do here. Usually, I've been doing it once a month, but now, since I'm sharing my theater, which seats about 150 people with other artists, I'm not always my group here each month, but I've had people from all over the world uh, uh, coming here, and uh, that's my honor to have them come here and see the intimacy and enjoy the natural rancho atmosphere of over seven acres, so they're welcome.
1: The sure. cat else that you'd like for people to know about your music? Maybe anything you have coming up? Any recordings that we should be looking for? Anything you'd like to share?
0: Yes, well, I did decide to have my own label because in that way, I don't have to talk to a producer. Well, I can't sponsor this because I don't know how many you're going to yeah. sell. So I have to do what I believe in and what I want to create. So now I have I have quite, I have five, I have the three that I'm showing you, and then I have One called Messages in Clay. It's a very small one, but it's all the ancient instruments and um, several others. And I have my opera about Natividad and all the history of how that was done at the period of the conquest to start it. And I I love doing that for voice, quartets, symphony, and and including as many ethnic styles and instruments as I can.
1: Ms. Waldo, thank you so much. Um, You're a big inspiration to me. And uh, we'll definitely keep our listeners posted as to uh, things that you have coming up. And, yeah, we look forward to uh, talking again in the future.
0: Oh, I can hardly wait. Let's do it. Muy pronto. eh?
1: Muy pronto. Let's do it.
0: (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Okay. In Conversation was produced by Dublab, a nonprofit radio station broadcasting live from Los Angeles since 1999. Sound editing and theme song by Matea Baim. For more programming, visit dublab.com. And thank you for listening.